0: BetUS.com. I love the bravado that singer. Come on, Come on, Brewers! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the Brewers have heat? Do the Brewers have heat right now? Are they got some white-hot, fiery heat? No. Or have they cooled down to a, a dying ember? They're like a, a simmer. Are they, are they smoldering right now? I mean... What are the Brewers right now? When you have three... 4 when they win, win the NL Central? Four wins
1: in the last... Two weeks of the season, not good. Well, what happened to
0: Craig Timber, Rowdy?
2: Well, it didn't happen this this uh, year. You uh, you lose
1: the ability to expand the rosters past two, and you lose Craig Timber.
2: I think that hurts a little bit, but also it's hard to have a quote unquote Craig Timber where you're winning a lot of games when you're just not actively trying. Yeah, yeah. Like every every other month, going back to 2017. That was when they were in the thick of a potential playoff berth. Missed it by one game. That was again mm-hmm. when the Milwaukee Brewers. Some people were saying this could be their worst season in in franchise history. And then 2018, obviously, they got extremely hot with Christian Yelich and, and everyone, and they went unconscious from like August through September. Yep. And then 2019, they also. Had a huge bump in September and made the playoffs. Yep. Did they then grind it out? And then there was 2020 where um, Urban Meyer is not the manager. Oh, they sorry. were pretty pitiful, but then ended up still <laughs> having a decent enough September that got them into the playoffs as the eight seed. <laughs> was some air quotes there, Rowdy? There were being the eight seed that was, in baseball that was playoffs there was no air. And, and also below 500. That was the
1: actual playoffs. Hey, they didn't have air quotes. Major League Baseball didn't put air quotes. They are by one the of two teams to accomplish that feat.
0: Yeah. Sir, the Houston Astros Ever. did that no, ma- no matter than an hour ago. <laughs> I think I'm more— I ar- think
1: they did it technically before the Astros. <laughs> I think you're right, actually. I think
0: I'm more <laughs> all right with uh,
2: Major League Baseball giving the Milwaukee Brewers an asterisk being the eighth-seeded team in the playoffs <laughs> than they are Barry Bonds and the hey, home run leader. Hey, fair Grant, enough.
0: The only person that loved that was Grant Pills of the Wisco Sports Show, and we'll talk to him at 740. Uh, but looking, they've been hot every single time, but
2: they changed They changed the rules.
0: Yeah, Only Grant Pills celebrates the (laughs) the, the asterisk eight seed for the Brewers. They changed
2: the rules, and you were so far ahead, you decided to be conservative and rest your players and not push anyone too far too hard. And here you are.
0: So, CBS Sports. F U (laughs) R. CBS Sports has their power rankings out to finish the season for all the teams. Number one goes to the Giants, number two goes to the Dodgers. Uh, Rowdy, I hate to do this to you. Only 23 teams in baseball have, have won 106 games in a season. The Dodgers are the first to do so and not finish in first place. Ooh. I know. It's, it's <laughs> sickening for that bet you had. Uh, number three goes to the Rays, formerly the Devil Rays. Uh, number four goes to the Astros. Number five, the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, for the power rankings coming in, the Milwaukee Brewers are number sixth. And they say this. They're down two spots from the week before saying Devin Williams breaking his hand while punching a wall does put a dent in their chances of a deep run. But Craig Council might be the best manager in baseball at dealing with his pitching staff and pushing the right buttons. Hmm, what would you think of a little synopsis there, Rowdy? Craig Council does push the right buttons, uh, or the wrong buttons sometimes when he makes you mad, especially on Friday. Hmm. What would you say about that little little clip of... Craig Council might be the best manager in baseball at dealing with his pitching staff and pushing the right...
2: Well, I'm curious to see how that pitching staff gets used, especially in the playoffs, because I've been sold the bill of goods that uh, they're going to rely heavily on their starters. They are saving their starters and their arms for 100-plus pitches when it comes to the postseason. Isn't that what everyone's been telling us? Mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of what I guess you would say David Stearns and Craig Council have been alluding to? And then, uh, obviously, his supporters and defenders, that is their main argument. Yeah. So I would anticipate to see that the starters hold, I guess, hold a larger role coming going forward here. And now we look at the bullpen, and yeah, you have one of the best relief pitchers in baseball the last four years and Josh Hader having a career year. You're missing Devin Williams, who was supposed to be your number two there as a setup guy. You still have Boxberger, but he's kind of fallen off in September. You still have uh, Jake Cousins, but he's coming off of an injury where he's only pitched one time in the last few weeks in a a rehab stint. And, I mean, you still have some talented arms there, but you have, uh, I guess, a bullpen that it seems like all of a sudden you lost your number two piece in Devin Williams, and you had guys like Boxberger. You had guys like Gustave and Sanchez and even cousins to a little bit of an extent getting hit a little harder than they were before in the month of September. So it looks like the bullpen's kind of kind of like the rest of the team kind of limping into it, but mm-hmm. you still have the haters of the world. I think you're going to have to see more from Woodruff. You're going to have to see more totally. from Burns and Lauer. How they're much more can they to, give Rowdy? Well, they're going to have to give you now.
3: How much more can they give
2: their firstborn? If it's a uh, Burns, if it's Woodruff, if it's Peralta, they got to give you six, seven innings. Now, if it's, if it's the Lowers or the, or the Hausers of the world, they got to give you at least six good innings. Like they, they have to get six to seven good innings. To feel comfortable moving forward, I think, especially with Williams being out in this high leverage
0: situation. So we got we need more from Burns, more from Woodruff, and more from uh, Peralta, Peralta, Hauser, there. I think I have, gets a, in there. I have a perfect clip for them. I think this is the clip. I think this is the clip that they should listen to.
4: You don't owe these people anymore. <laughs> You've given them everything.
0: Not everything. Not Not yet. yet. Rowdy, not everything, not yet. That, if you want to inspire Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, you just play him that quote from The Dark Knight Rises. Not everything,
2: not not yet. But, like, am I wrong on the fact that the Brewers' bullpen is obviously not as good as it just was a couple weeks ago because you lost your second big gun? Yeah. yeah, and regardless what you want to say, but the box burgers of the world, the Gustaves of the world, even the Miguel Sanchez's, or even Jake Cousins, to a little bit, <laughs> they're trying real hard. They started getting touched hard. up a little bit in September. Now, is that coincidence? Because a lot of those guys, especially the Cousins of the world, Gustave and, and Sanchez, is those type of players haven't been seen as much as the Boxburgers, the Haters, and the Williams over the yeah. last few years because they are newer to the league? Mm-hmm. Is it because batters are just putting good swings on it because they're more familiar with them? Is it just kind of a lull because of where they were at in the season and the whole team had a lull? I don't know. I think I, I'm glad that Cousins is coming back. He does have an electric arm. He has does. really good stuff.
0: Him and his cousin, uh, Kirk, have been struggling this month, though.
2: But if if I'm looking at uh how many innings yes. I think that you need from your starters to feel good about this bullpen moving forward,
0: depends on if they
2: want to use Hader for two innings in a game. I think that's it's a kind huge thing.
0: Yeah, use, ha- use Josh Hader.
2: That's a huge thing, right? If all of a sudden you have the best reliever in baseball going from one inning in closing games yeah, to going to use two that, innings. Man. That, use that's em. a big thing. Use them. That obviously would help relieve a little bit of pressure from your starters, but I yeah. think you're gonna have to get at least six solid innings from From your three to four starters every single time around, if you want to feel hundred percent comfortable, isn't that
0: why Craig Council's been bubble wrapping them and letting them not go deep into games? And we've having these conversations about letting artists be, you know, artists and painters paint. Well, so Craig Council's been saving them for this moment, Rowdy, in time as the playoffs start Friday at three thirty-seven. Yeah, and everyone
2: everyone can say that uh, they're going to do this, but I still remember two thousand eighteen where there were still hooks that were early. That cost them games against the Dodgers, two games to be exact.
0: And we're talking one specifically. Wade Miley. I'm not talking when Wade Miley play, went against one batter then sat down. Uh, what was the game, Rowdy? Where no, he was it was like, game two. The game two
2: where he went. I think it was like five and a third.
0: And he still was dealing. We're like, eh, how about you sit down? And See, then, those are there's a couple a
2: games out there yeah, where right It's clear as day that he went to the bullpen too early, and anyone anyone can can try to defend that. I'll never ever buy that BS. Same, like.
0: At now the t- at the time you try to defend it, but then after you look back at it, like that was a pivotal point.
2: Also the people that will defend it will also say that 2021's rotation is much better than 2018's rotation, which I would agree with, but I still need to see it. Right? Like I, it. I, I don't believe that they're going to let these guys go 115 pitches if they're dealing in a playoff game until I see it because I haven't seen it before. So why should I believe it on, on your yeah, word? Brody,
0: don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: RJ, stop peeing on me. All right, so uh, Brewers, again, uh, 608-321-1670 is the phone number. One second. The uh, last time they played a best-of-five postseason series 2018, Rowdy's talking about, against the Rockies. Brewers carried 11 pitchers, 14 position players. Now they have an extra spot. Uh, the question is, what are they going to do with those spots, Rowdy? Uh, I think everything's pretty solidified, right? But there's a couple in question, yeah?
2: Well, and they're, they're playing the Braves in the best-of-five. Yep. And... You know they went three and three against the Braves this year, three and three against the Braves. But the only caveat to that was three of those games was in May, where they were garbage, awful. It's gonna be and in May. They had won just one out of those three games, and they won that one game by a run.
0: They have it right here: three and three. The Brewers had a two thirty average to a two sixty nine for the Braves. Runs for uh, per game: four point three for the Brewers, five point seven for the Braves. There are seven home runs for the Brewers, eight for the Braves, and a team ERA. The Brewers carried a five point six to the Braves four point four two. Now, also with that though, in those games, Ronald Hmm. Acuna's injury.
2: Ronald Acuña was an MVP candidate, potentially the front runner, especially early in the season, and now all of a sudden he's not there. Now they they did trade for Adam Duvall who's been just on a complete tear, but they played both of those series against the Atlanta Braves again where they went 3 and 3 with Ronald Acuña on the roster.
0: No betting. Ronald Acuna.
2: I think uh, Acuna got hurt in July, and at least the first three games were with uh, Acuna. The second three games, they won the series two What happened to him again? Tore his ACL yeah, yeah, in the outfield. It was
0: a ligament.
2: So I guess they're they're two and one against the Braves without Acuna. They were one and two against the Braves with Acuna.
0: <laughs> Going to talk here about what we expect the Badgers' final record to be here at the end of the year. But really quick, I don't know if you guys saw this, but yesterday. The Board of Regents recently approved an amended compensation package for Paul Christ. The deal was first explored after the twenty nineteen season but put on hold because of COVID. Chris goes from 4.3 million, $4.35 million, excuse me, to five point two five million. Probably
2: dollars. probably not the best time to be announcing that.
0: The timing not well, the greatest, but I it mean, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's just that's just what it is. It just happened to Board of Regents got together be like, Oh yeah, by the way. Here's some extra money as the Badgers are going. What's the, what's the Badgers' final record going to be this year, boys? What's worst case scenario? What's best case scenario? Well, best case
2: scenario. Realistically. I, realistically, I think it's eight and four.
0: Huh. Yeah. I mean, that would, I guess, be a success at the end of the year. And you know what's. I guess dis- how they started. What's mm-hmm.
2: kind of disgusting about, I think, best case scenario being eight and four is. In my opinion, going into the season, you had four toss up games. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year, if you go eight and four, you lost every single one of them.
0: Yeah. And some of those would be at home, obviously, Camp Randall, like the Michigan game. Michigan actually, was, a, or actually, was that a loss
2: you had? Three out of four of them would be at home. The other one was neutral site with Notre, Notre Dame.
0: <sighs> so, now, like if you go remaining right schedule, it, real quick, remaining schedule, Rowdy, Illinois coming up, Army Comes to town, then they go uh, play Purdue, and then they host Iowa. Then they go out and play not your daddy's Rutgers. Then they host Northwestern. Then they host Nebraska. Then they finish the year at Minnesota against PJ Fleck and his uh, sunk ship.
2: Yeah, and you're one in three right now. Your only win is against Eastern Michigan, who's not a good team by any stretch of the imagination. You, you look at coming up, you have at Illinois. Yeah, they should beat Illinois. They opened as eight and a half point favorites. It's now all the way up to ten.
0: I remember a time when the Badgers were uh, college football fa- or you know, contenders and they went down to Illinois and the unthinkable happened.
2: You got a lot of people that are starting Shut to think mouth. about uh Illinois, Wisconsin and saying Shut can up. Illinois upset Wisconsin?
0: We've already seen it in the past couple of years. Remember when Lovey Smith did it? Now now
2: they should win, but Brett Bielema. Down there, I mean, Illinois hasn't played well this year, but they seem to be in every game for the most part. Then after that, you have Army. Army's not going to be a pushover. That's going to be a tough game. That's mm-hmm. the troops, baby. Army runs the football and plays good defense. That's the troops. Yeah, but uh, that's the troops running RJ. the
1: football against the Wisconsin defense still is a.
2: It's also pretty... a triple option, which they don't they don't practice for week in week out. True, That'll be a new little wrinkle.
1: It's all on the linebackers for that, and I'm. Pretty sure
0: that's the best unit. All right, on let, this me this. Team let me do right this. Let me do this. I'm gonna uh, zero to one hundred percent. One hundred percent being you're the most confident they can win. Zero percent, the least confidence, obviously. I'll go rowdy. Then I'll go RJ. Uh, confidence meter: Wisconsin beating Illinois.
2: Seventy-five percent.
0: RJ, ninety. Army, Wisconsin. Wisconsin beating Army.
2: Sixty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd stay right up there around ninety percent.
0: Oh, okay. Wisconsin beating Purdue. I'll go back to uh, 70. Uh,
2: but it's at Purdue. Purdue's not a pushover either. RJ. They're not great, but they're not bad. RJ with back-to-back
1: 90 percenters. Yeah, I mean, you're going up against a better
0: defense there. Give that, me your percentage. That'll go down. Pop down. quiz, hot shot. 80. Eight? Oh, it sounds like there's going to be a three in there. 80? Nope. Eight, 80, Just 80? 80. 80. Going down, okay. Iowa coming into the camp Randall, Wisconsin, twenty percent confidence.
2: (laughs) I was gonna say ten.
0: Rutgers, fifty-five. I I was gonna say fifty. That's a okay. Uh, Northwestern,
2: seventy-five.
0: Now keep in mind, there's some weird things. Pop back up to eighty. Nebraska,
2: sixty. Nebraska's played really well outside of their loss to Illinois.
1: Yeah, but they still don't have a defense. Okay, you should watch your meter and. It's not like What's your meter? It's,
0: uh, 75. And then finally, P.J. Fleck and the Minnesota Golden Gophers, your Wisconsin wins percentage.
2: 70.
0: 85. So, RJ, but the more confident than Rowdy over here. As uh, Rotorate Live, our guy on Twitch, Rotorate, says, Wisconsin wins two more games. They may win two of the three of these games, Illinois, Northwestern, Nebraska.
2: Hey, don't sleep on Nebraska. I know it's home, but they've played much better football since that upset loss to Illinois. Man. Man. And if there's anything we've seen that's trending, it ain't the Wisconsin
0: Badgers, folks. Okay, what would be the worst loss on this? Army?
2: Northwestern. Northwestern? Northwestern by far.
0: Like if Uh, they were to lose to one of the teams remaining, what would be the worst Northwestern at home. Currently probably Illinois. Uh, then you bring in Brett Bielema on that factor as well. Yeah. And he'd be laughing. That fat would be jiggling all the way to the all-you-can-eat buffet. He'd, mm-hmm. he'd he'd probably go to two all-you-can-eat buffets that night. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phone squawk. Who's this? Mielo. I hear you. I hear you on the other end. Are you there? Are you there? Yeah, now you're gone. Goodbye. Well...
2: Bye. Well, here's the thing. So you look at the the schedule and you go, okay, Illinois, they should win. Army, they should win. Purdue, they should win. Uh, Northwestern, they should win. Nebraska, they should win. Minnesota, they should win. Rutgers, they should probably win. The only one that you say they should probably lose to and the only game that going forward they probably won't be the favorite in unless they continue to really stink it up Mm -hmm. is going to be Iowa. Iowa. But you know what is really hard to do is win games when you don't score points. Very true. And if this offense continues to block the way that they have, for Graham Mertz to play quarterback the way that he has outside of two possessions, Good. for the running backs to basically be non-existent, which is, in my opinion, because of how bad the offensive line is, and the receivers and tight ends are just kind of there because they're not getting the football, Yeah, it's
0: hard to win games when you don't score points.
2: Correct. You know what we should do? Score points? Go
0: exclusively to the Wildcats. Yeah. Is this the first time you and Dave from Monona have agreed on something, RJ? No, it was, it was pure yeah, sarcasm. Take, was, take away, So Wisconsin's favored by 10 over Illinois, eh?
2: I think the Wisconsin Badgers have underperformed in all four games this season. Yeah, we took the Badgers to cover against Penn State. Didn't get it. They went in the red zone six times, only scored twice. Mm-hmm. Had everything in their grasp to win that game. Then we bet on them again Says a Let's not overreact. That was a good Penn State team. They're ranked in the top 10, blah, blah, blah. Eastern Michigan, yeah, they covered the game.
0: Oh yeah. They yeah, covered by the by
2: 1 point. Yep. They still didn't go hey, out there. They still covered though. And absolutely throttle Eastern Michigan. Like they were more physical than Eastern Michigan, they still but they covered, didn't go though, out there and beat them by 50 like they should have. They still they covered were. though. And then you have Notre Dame in, in Michigan, two games in which they were favored in both of them. They thoroughly got beat, especially in the second half of both games. And and more or less I guess the fourth quarter against Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah,
0: uh, Wisconsin favored by ten points coming into this Illinois game uh, down in Champaign. And
2: <laughs> Can, do you see these uh, uh, texts here? From Knudson? I'm done gambling on Wisconsin. Haven't had any luck all year. Just, Just disgusting. disgusting. I had more luck betting on Bowling Green. Well, here's the thing. Boozehound Knutsen Yeah, Boozy. Bowling Green is 5-0 and against the spread this year.
0: No <laughs> So actually way. they're one of the best teams to bet on in college football. Oh, look at that, Rowdy. Bowling Green. So, yes, he's not lying when he says that. Yeah, Bowling Green, remember, did beat Minnesota. If you think Wisconsin's got some bad losses, look at Bowling Green over uh, P.J. Fleck and the Golden Gophers. So, Wisconsin, man. Uh, good news, I guess, on Graham Mertz. If you look at it this way, Mertz is listed as questionable. To play on Saturday against the Fighting Illini, he's he's he was at practice yesterday. It mm-hmm. so was just a walkthrough, so he's trending towards playing. He said he's day to day. Oh, they also allowed him to talk to the speak, media, yeah. and he said he feels good. Yeah, he said day to day, and he's uh, gonna be you know, I guess I'm hoping ready because it gets pretty tough sledding after Graham Mertz. Well,
2: there I like I said <laughs> kind of yesterday, there is a reason that I all th- I think all three of us haven't been impressed by Graham Mertz.
0: At all, right? It's been like two drives, like you just no. said a little bit ago.
2: But there's also all three of us have never called for Chase Wolf to go in and play. No, correct. No, there, no. and there's a reason for that. There, were, it was He's pretty clearly funny. The best quarterback on the roster. It was
1: pretty funny on Saturday when, prior to that drive at the end of the half, people asking for Chase Wolf, and I politely reminded some of the people sitting around me how Chase Wolf was doing so far this year, and they said it's better than this. And then he came in. Then he came in. And and, and it was then not better. They started asking for Danny Van and it was not in fact better. Like, okay, come
2: on, r- real quick. If you're gonna scream for any quarterback, we know what Chase Wolf is. We know what Danny Van Boom is. They've been around for three, four years yep. plus. The only guy that you should ever be calling for is Deacon Hill because he's the unknown. He- he's the yeah. true freshman you've never seen at all. That's th- what three slash four star, depending on where you were looking at. Yep. Big kid supposedly has a strong arm. That's the only upside where you're like, throw him in. Throw we haven't him seen in. Him yet. Right.
1: We we know. <laughs> we don't wh- know what he can do at all. We know exactly arm,
2: what Chase Wolf and Danny Vandenboom are. Yeah. I don't need to see it. I've I've seen it enough, and it was very little of what we've seen.
0: So best case scenario, Rowdy, the Badgers are what, eight and four?
2: Best case scenario, eight and four. I think worst case scenario,
0: they're like five One and eleven? No, I would say like <laughs> five and seven. Oh god. <laughs> All right, Nelly. so Brewers of Choice, 26-man roster. There are some opening spots, right? Devin Williams punched a wall, and he is done as he broke his hand. So who replaces him? Daniel Norris? Gustave? Who takes the spot of Devin Williams, Rowdy? Uh, two other spots depending on health. Rowdy Telez was activated. Uh, he came back. Uh, who else you got? The Brewers are waiting word on uh, Jake Cousins. What's uh, he's, is he healthy yet? The verdict on him. Uh, he was in Nashville, had a rehab. I know appearance. he had what a bicep injury that was minor, and he's been doing uh, some throwing Rowdy uh, Rowdyson in AAA. So when it comes to these final spots, I mean, there's not many remaining, right? Let's uh let's start with the, the arms. Who are gonna have here on this well, pitching roster. I
2: think it would be easier to start with the hitters, okay, just because the, hitters the, the the pitchers is where it starts to get. Well, what do you want to do?
0: All right, well, break it down for them, hitters, Rowdy.
2: I think if you're going with, you look at the catching, you're gonna go, you're gonna carry two catchers, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta carry Omar Nervaez. You gotta carry Manny Pena. Correct. That's two spots right there. That's two. Uh, did you see that Omar Nervaez and Manny Pena combined to be the the best catching pair, uh, war wise?
0: In the majors or in the, in, in
2: the major, I believe it was major leagues. No,
0: I did not. Well, yeah. hell yeah. Well, obviously, the pineapple,
2: that's, dude. that's kind of what I think uh, David Stearns probably thought he was getting when he, he acquired Omar Narvaez after coming off his 2019 season as the guy that's your big hitter at catcher, and Manny Pena was going to be a good defensive catcher. Yeah. Well. First off, Omar Narvaez's defense has gotten so much better from where he was at in 2019 and 2020 going into this 2021 season. And thankfully, without the weird COVID year of 2020, Omar Narvaez was hitting the ball really well this year, uh, putting up some of the best numbers in his career and Manny Pena.
0: I think there's a lot the that needs to be
2: said about Manny Pena because this is a guy that we know he, he's a good defensive catcher. We know he's a guy that has a good arm.
0: And his home runs this year would come in punches. He's got
2: good pop time. But that's the thing. Yeah, he's only batting about 190 this year, but he's had such limited at bats because of how well Omar Narvaez has swung the bat. Manny Pena, I thought, has played pretty well for a guy that hasn't played very much because of Omar Narvaez's success. And yeah, like, Pineapple's you said, been crushing. Hit 13 home runs. That's more than Christian Yelich.
0: Yeah. Just put and that out there. How many games less did – well, I guess Pena was hurt for a while too. Uh, but, yeah, Manny Pineapple, when he would hit a home run, then he'd come up and hit another home run. The dude was uh, – <laughs> the dude was just, like I said, came in bunches. So, you yeah, going two catchers. Yeah, then you look at uh, the infield.
2: You got to figure since they got Rowdy Tellez in and he was hot. Rowdy he Green. he was the main guy that's played first base before. You got to imagine that they keep at least Rowdy Tellez. Rowdy, Rowdy, then you look at – uh, you go at second base – Colton Wong's got to be a guy that's obviously going to be on the roster.
0: Yep, he's there. There's no doubt about that. Uh,
2: he's having a career year. Then you look at uh, other guys around the infield. They You got to go with Willie Adamas, right?
0: Dude, I mean, yeah. Once the Brewers acquired him, they're, that's what made him one of the best teams in the majors. You got to go with Luis Urias, right? Now betting, Luis Urias. Yeah, to make all the Orlando Arcia fans. Yeah, acquired, score Eduardo him. Escobar,
2: and he swung the bat pretty he's well Doing well. You got to go with him. Eduardo. And then you start to look around and you go, Well, who else is available? Well, you have Keston Hira. Castan-y. Jace Peterson. You have Pablo Reyes. You have Daniel Vogelback.
0: Can you trust Keston Hira?
2: No. I th- I think you definitely have to keep Jace Peterson. I think he's yep. another guy you keep.
0: He's been a nice, you know, you know, key contributor at times when needed this then season.
2: You, then you go to the outfield and you look at the outfield and you have Lorenzo Kane. He's definitely a keeper. You have uh, Avicel Garcia's making the roster. Christian Yelich is making the roster. And I think Tyrone Taylor are the four guaranteed outfield spots.
0: We do have a question uh, real quick on the Brave side of things. Very quickly, Rowdy. I don't know if you know the answer or not, and I'm looking right now. The research department is on it. Was Orlando Arcia called up for the postseason for the Braves? I don't, so, know, I don't know if they've announced it yet.
2: Uh, actually, it doesn't matter if he was called up at any point in time, I know he was with the Braves, but the rule for playoffs is they have to be either on your your uh, dis or injured list, yeah, or and they have to be on your forty man roster by at least uh, midnight of August thirty first. Mm-hmm. So going into September, they had to be either on your IL or they had to be on your forty man roster to be eligible for the postseason. So in that. He should be eligible so, for the postseason. Yep. I don't know if they're going to take. I'm him.
0: looking here. They have for their infielders: Freddie Freeman, um, Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley. That ad- I I scroll this guy's name: ad- Adrianza and Albies, right, Rowdy. So they have a possibility designation listed. Yeah, as Orlando Arcia, who is possible. I don't think you see him. They say if the Braves carried Arcia, they would simply be adding a backup infielder who likely wouldn't play. Yeah.
2: Uh, and that's the, that's the thing is you can tailor your roster every single different series. Yeah. So like the Cardinals and the the Dodgers play tomorrow night, you can set your 26 man roster for that night. Yep. Then say the Dodgers win and they go and play the giants. They can change their 26 man roster. It can just be, it, it just has to be anybody on that. Uh, either the IL or their 40-man roster. Now, once you set your initial 26 roster for that series, you have to stick with it. You can change it for the next series, but you have to stick with it at least for that entire series.
0: Stick it up. Now,
2: if you look at the Brewers, you're obviously going with Corbin Burns. You're obviously going with Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, I believe, Hauser, and Lauer. That's, That's five guys, five guys that have started. Yep. Then you look at some of the guys in the bullpen. Obviously, they have to go with Josh Hader. That's a, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> that, right? That's a, uh, if, I don't and, think we're...
0: And if they didn't, I think Council would be fired immediately.
2: And I think you also have to go with Boxberger, since he's been your seventh God, inning man. He's been.
0: He, remember how good he was and how he like, struggled as of late?
2: And then you look at it, I think they have to go with uh, Hunter Strickland. He's been really yep, solid. he's been really
0: solid. He's been good.
2: You have to go with Jake Cousins. He's now healthy. He had a rehab assignment down in Nashville. I think you go with him just because of his stuff.
0: Now his cousin, Kirk Cousins, not performing the greatest in October. Let's hope Jake can turn it around. And then you, you look at some of the other guys
2: on there. I would guarantee they go with Brent Suter. Yeah, your buddy, the vulture. That am oh, sorry, gets the you raptor. 10, that gets you to 10 pitchers. And then you start to look around and they go, well, they'll well, probably we go got? with 12. Me personally, I'm taking Aaron Ashby.
0: Yeah, Ashby's well, I mean council was talking about that before the season was over, before the Brewers started taking this nose dive that Ashby would either be a, in the starting rotation or bullpen and looking like obviously bullpen. Huh? That that gets you to a uh eleven well, after Devin Williams went down breaking his hand, then they put an Ashby in before Hader. Um like the the, the game They that... did, but I'm
2: taking absolutely nothing from those games because it was literally just here, get an inning here, grab an yeah. inning there. But now you look at it, if they're gonna roll with twelve pitchers like they have in the past in the postseason. We're at 11 right now. There's still Brett Anderson. You still have uh, Gustave. You still have Hobie Milner, Daniel Norris, and Justin Topa, who I know he's back on the IL but might be ready. You have Eric Yardley. You have Miguel Sanchez. Those are all the guys that would be competing for that last spot. Me personally, I think it probably comes down to Brett Anderson, no, Gustave, no. and either Norris or Sanchez. Those four are the real four for one spot.
0: I would have to imagine that Anderson is done. I would imagine that Brett Anderson is no more. Why would they? Didn't they pitch him two times in the last four days? They did. Or was it three days?
2: They did. They did. He well. He threw on. Was it uh, Friday?
0: And then Sunday,
2: or no? It was, it was Thursday because it was the yeah, final Thursday game. Thursday and Sunday. It was Thursday and then Sunday. So he had two days rest.
0: Brett Anderson was described last week, two weeks ago on the show, as the human white flag. I don't think you can kind of
2: count him out though, because if I'm looking around, his numbers. Now, granted, he's always been a starter, not really a relief pitcher, are definitely better than Daniel Norris is.
0: Yeah, Daniel Norris has been a pretty tough scene ever since the Brewers acquired him, the guy that lives in a van down by the river. And
2: then you look at Gustave and, and Sanchez, they're both right-handers, and right now in your pen you, you would have Hader who's a lefty, you would have Suter who's a lefty, and you would have Lauer as a lefty. So maybe they would go with Anderson because he's left-handed. I don't know. I think if it really came down to it, they're probably going either Anderson or Gustave.
0: All right, gun to your head, Rowdy. Pop quiz hotshot. There was a bomb on the bus. What do you do? Gustave or Anderson?
2: I think they probably go Gustave.
0: Yeah, I think... No, what do you do, Rowdy? Pop quiz hotshot. What do you do? What do you do?
2: You know, I actually might take Brett Anderson. Really? Now... That would all be. I obviously they have a better. They they have a better. I mean, Gustave's been getting hit pretty hard in his last seven appearances. Sanchez got hit pretty hard in his last seven appearances. I mean, Justin Topa's on the IL, and outside of one appearance, has gotten hit pretty hard. We've all seen Eric Yardley get absolutely Oof, smoked no, this year. Down.
0: Don't no. Don't um, bring him up.
2: I don't
4: need to. say. quiz, hot shot. What do you do?
2: Perdomo's back do? on the 60-day DL. That's I don't need to see Hobie Milner. Uh, I really do believe if we Gustave, see Hobie Milner,
0: now that's the human white flag, Rowdy, is Hobie yeah. Milner.
2: Gustave and Sanchez, just how they've been pit- pitching lately, I would seriously consider
0: Brett Anderson. Brett Anderson over Gustav. As is. long as he stays healthy, that's
2: always been the thing with Brett Anderson. Yeah, you can never, I have no ith- issues with how he's pitched. I only have issues when it's like, oh, my calf hurts. Oh, oh it's too hot my outside. My hamstring hurts. My hip's heart hurting. And now he's exiting games early. But no, Brett Anderson's always been a solid pitcher when he's healthy. It's just, can he stay healthy? <laughs> when when healthy. So I, I would go with Brett Anderson to round out my 12. I think the, the other big issues is when you look at uh, – The field, like the the hitters and the guys in the field, is what else do they do? We said that they would go with Peterson. I mean, they'd have two spots left for Vogelback, Pablo Reyes, uh, Keston Hira. Gotta go Dan the man. Then you go in the outfield, you'd have to say Jackie Bradley Jr. God.
0: So oh, for defensively, yeah, but that bat sucks. <clears throat>
2: so would you go with for your ex- for your extra two hitters? Would you go with Jackie Bradley Jr. and Daniel Vogelback? said Daniel th- Vogelback's pretty one dimensional. He's basically just a pinch hitter at this point.
0: Well, so is Jackie Bradley Jr. He's basically just a defensive outfielder.
2: Correct.
4: Pop quiz, hot shot. What do you do?
0: BetUS.com Andrew Wagner and the boys of Over the Line Andrew, good morning Good morning, Andrew happy Wagner. playoff time Andrew Wagner, Forbes.com, happy playoff time, Andrew We uh, got the AL wild card starting tonight uh, Yankees or Red Sox, are you going to buckle in, strap up hey, and let's
3: go? You know what I just found out and I wish somebody would have told me this the Yankees and Red Sox are rivals the, What? Yeah No Apparently apparently for a long time.
0: Next you're going to tell me that Barry Alvarez has a grandson on the Wisconsin Badger football team. Does he really? Yeah, I, I, there's no way. It
3: can't be possible. Impossible. In-
0: Impossible.
3: Uh, Yankees, Red Sox is infrastructure. That's, that's, my, that's what I'm going with.
0: Uh, Will you be joining any libations tonight watching it? Your Miller High Life light that they have now discontinued.
3: Uh, you know, there's a there's a good chance of that. Scattered cocktails in the forecast. Some could Ooh. be locally heavy.
0: Scattered so. cocktails, Miller High Life light, and some baseball. Buckle up, Buckaroo.
3: Little backyard fire action. Get, calm before the storm. Get the puppers yeah.
0: out there. Yeah, man.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah so I've Andrew, living high on the hog.
0: Andrew, and then yeah. Uh, you know, tomorrow you got what? Little L.A. Dodgers Cardinals action. Who do you think wins that little affair? You know what?
3: I have no idea. That how fun is that? Kate? Like, I know it sucks. I, I know everyone hates that it's going to be a hundred six team, 106 win team. You know, uh, on the verge of, of being out in one game. But you're going to have Scherzer and Wainwright going at it in a winner take all. You know, grudge match. Like, that's just cool to me. And yeah, I, I know it goes against everything that baseball is, but. Man, that's just going to be such a good game. Now, of course, we say that we're going to be expecting like this gem, and it's just going to be like a slog fest But because <laughs> that's just how baseball works. But I, mean, I I have no idea who's going to win that game. I really don't.
0: Um, Any, but I game, am intrigued.
3: can happen. But I yeah, am I'm very intrigued, intrigued. Uh, Andrew. Personally, I would like the Cardinals to win, and I would like the Cardinals to win the next round, so I can drive to St. Louis for the NLCS, not have to go <laughs> to the half flying. Like that would be perfect.
0: But yeah. It'd be though. Oh, well, it yeah. is about you right now, Andrew, as we have you on here, uh, and rightfully so. Uh, we would love your coverage of the Milwaukee Brewers and everything you do uh, because you are one just handsome and enigmatic man. That's why we love you so much. So, Andrew, when it comes to the Milwaukee Brewers, I do want to talk NLDS with the Braves coming to town for uh, Friday and Saturday. But uh, real quick, Andrew, uh, this is something that is kind of – and we're friends, and I love you, but there's something about you specifically that I always raise an eyebrow at. It's, I don't br- mean to bring up ba- this, but there was a time when Devin Williams, you know, won Rookie of the Year, uh, reliever of the year, and you had voted him second, correct? Correct. Okay, I'm not. I'm, I'm just. I'm just asking on this, and, and I'm going to parlay it into this. I saw a bunch of writers saying that despite Corbin Burns leading in almost every category. Uh, when it comes to pitching, that Zach Wheeler should be number one, and then Burns would be all the way down to number four. Could you and Burns only had one second place vote? If you were given the opportunity, where would you vote Burns for uh, Cy Young?
3: You know, I, and I'm I'm thankful, that I don't have the Cy Young vote this year. So a little little primer on how it works, because people think that all of us vote on every award. We don't. Yes. So for each chapter, each Baseball Writers chapter. Two voters from each chapter, each city, vote on each award. So I don't know who in my chapter has Cy Young this year, and I'm, I'm honestly thankful that I don't. The knock on Burns right now is in it. I mean, that's really all it is. And to an extent, I see that. I, I see where, where some voters are going with that. Wheeler is out there. I think he's got five more starts, maybe four more starts. Um, and he's got a significant uh, higher number of innings. So I, I see where that's I see where people are going with that now at the same time the Brewers did that intentionally you know they they managed burn's workload they managed all their pitchers workload to get them to this point um so you know it very well could be a hindrance you know i I, I can see if you're gonna vote if you're gonna take workload into account i I understand because you're, you're, you're no Iowa stranger
0: vote. you're I, no stranger to a controversial vote
3: no. No, not at all. I, I honestly don't know how I would vote. I, I have looked at all of them, and, and how do you pick? Like, how do you honestly pick between well, let me ask you Zach this. Wheeler and Max Scherzer and Walter Buehler and Corbin no Now,
0: Bush. Wheeler has the innings, obviously, but when you see a guy who leads the league in ERA, strikeout rate, home run rate, and also a guy who hasn't done something since uh, 1913, and that would be... Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I have the stat that would be Burns led the NL in strikeouts per nine innings and fewest walks per nine innings. Something that hasn't been done since Walter Johnson in 1913, and leads the league in all these other stats. Wouldn't you say the guy who is number one in almost everything should be the Cy Young winner?
3: I I do agree with you there. Yes. You know yes. I would have a hard time voting against him. Um, and I know that's where that's where you start getting you know the calls of being Homer. But th- that's the big thing. You look you know, at all the categories that Burns leads in, and okay, fine. If you if you want to dock him for for innings and starts, I mean, you're right. You're then, okay then have council so not win. Then
0: show. have council not win manager of the year if that's the case. Then yeah, dock council yeah. for
3: that. Yeah, well, I think Gabe Kapler is going to win that. I, I really do, um, just because you know the Brewers were expected to be pretty good this year. The the Giants were I think picked to finish last by most of them. You know, to come out to not just win the West. But to, to win as many as they did and win the West when you had teams like the Dodgers and the Padres who were supposed to be really good, you know, that was that's an impressive thing. And the fact that the Giants did it kind of the the reverse money ball way where, you know, everyone's <laughs> all about young talent. These guys are going out and getting, you know, thirty, forty year old dudes. You know, credit to Gabe Kaplis for that because that kind of bucks the trend of, of recent baseball.
0: Yeah. Uh, moving forward, Andrew, uh, so we'll see what happens with Corbin Burns. I would I would have him be my son, young winner. Is Burns going to get the start Friday against the Braves, or is it going to be the big woo, the more experienced veteran uh, in the playoffs, Brandon Woodruff?
3: You know, I, I, I've been wondering that the Brewers haven't announced their starter, and despite what you may have read, there has not been an announcement made. Um, you would think, naturally, you'd go with your ace, your number one, but remember, they skipped. Woodruff's last outing, so he's been on the shelf for quite a while. Now he's going to get some simulated work this week at Miller Park, but I don't um, think. Excuse me, to it's guide.
0: American Family Field, sir.
3: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no no one, no one's paying me anything. <laughs> eh, whatever. I'm not getting any checks out of it.
0: You're you're a copy editor. Just tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Keep him in check."
3: Eh, got it. Go figure. <laughs> But, no, I mean, they're going to give they're going to give Woodruff, all their guys are going to get some simulated action this week. Must be nice. And uh, I lost my, lost my train of thought there with that. Uh, I, I think
0: you were thinking you wanted to be hanging out with Urban Meyer with the simulated action. No. But
3: no I, Burns. I don't see, I don't see, I don't, see, I, I don't think you want to rest the guy two weeks and throw him out there on the pump in a playoff game. So, I don't know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they went out there with, with Woodruff in game one, I th- the bigger thing to me is who's not going to get a start in this series. That's what I'm curious to see. I'm wondering if Council is going to bring Freddie Peralta out of the bullpen at some point. Um, he's a great starter. He's had a great year, a phenomenal year, but he's pitched very well in the bullpen. The short series, the off days, it gives you some room for, for flexibility. I'm wondering if we see some sort of Craig Council trickery out there Uh-oh. with, with-, with Freddie Peralta. You know, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me, I guess, is the only way I'd put it. Um but yeah, I, I don't know who's gonna start game one. Common sense tells you it'd be Burns, but you very easily could see Woodruff going out there too, just considering he hasn't pitched in so long.
2: So if they do decide to go with a standard four man rotation and in, in- who knows how it shakes out, but you would imagine that your top three would be Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. Who are you making your fourth starter between Hauser and Lauer? Both guys that are equally throwing the ball extremely well—one a lefty, one a righty.
3: I think I think you go with with Hauser uh, because the Braves the Braves have power, but they are a run generating offense. Man, you look at the way that they score runs. Yeah, they didn't crush the ball at the park, but. They do on a nightly basis what the Brewers are doing during their best streaks, where it's going together, putting together at-bats, slapping singles into the gap, and just keeping the line moving. I I think in that situation it makes sense to have, you know, a ground ball type guy uh, that could keep the ball in play, let your defense do your thing. Um, You know, we we were talking about Holler the other day. It's at the point now, kind of like Devin Williams last year, guys know what's coming. They know the sinker is coming. And they're still not doing anything with it. Um, and I, I think that plays. I think that plays in the postseason.
0: Andrew Wagner joining us right now, at Forbes.com, and also you know just one one great individual. Andrew, when it comes to the Brewers and assembling this uh, playoff roster, uh, what's going on there with you know Devin Williams punching the? Punching the wall and breaking his hand, and then what's uh, who's going to be at the end here? At this bullpen, are they going to go like is Ashby coming on? Is Jay Cousins going to get it? Are they going to have Gustave, Brett Anderson? Like, what's going to happen here?
3: I, I think I think Brett Anderson has made his last appearance for the Brewers, um, so I don't think you have to worry about that. Let me salute him again. For I, yeah, I would not be shocked. And again, this isn't like based on any knowledge; it's just knowing Craig Council. Like, I, I would not be shocked if you see Freddie Peralta coming out there in a high leverage late game situation. I really would not be shocked. Aaron Ashby definitely could fill that role. Um, they like his ability to go multi innings. Uh, Jake Cousins, if he's healthy and he's back, you know, they gave him that one, that one assignment on rehab at Nashville um, after his injury. He'll definitely be in the mix. But, you know, Council said last week that the Brewers' best tool. Is going to be their starters. You know, you're you're not going to see starters making. it's this going to be like we have seen in the past, where you know five six innings in, okay, you're done. You know, now is the now is why you've pulled guys early earlier in the year. Now is why you've managed the workloads so they can go seven, hopefully eight innings uh, and get you through that and kind of diminish the need for a guy like Devin Williams. But I think you'll see Ashby filling in that role. I think you'll you'll see a lot of guys coming through there. Um, just to bridge that gap to Josh Hader. And you could see Josh Hader do multi-innings. I know. hope
0: so. Get the bubble wrap off that, man. Let him go 8-9. and nine.
3: I mean, you, you have the ability to do it now because, well, obviously you're not building up for anything. He's well-rested. Like, you look at his workload this year. I mean, it's incredible. You know, he, he is not... There, there's been the stretches where they've had to put him into games just to get them work. You know, he has not been out there every night like you usually see closers do, so... He's fresh his arm is ready to go. why not use them for two innings if you have to
0: uh Andrew, let me ask you this man when it comes to some uh some sticks, some bats daniel vogelbag j b j uh, who's uh, kesten Hira do we see who's making the roster here for some sticks
3: I don't know and that that's I think the biggest question going into this in games one and two. Yeah, the Brewers are going to probably have burns and woodruff out there, but the 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 Braves are going out there with Charlie Morton and Max Freed, and not only are they good pitchers, these guys are breaking ball artists. You know, they throw – I think uh, Freed is like 40% of his pitches are breaking balls and, 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 and Morton's 39th, something like that. And the Brewers are not good, you know, at hitting breaking balls. I think they rank 29th overall in baseball uh, in batting average off-speed off pitches. And that makes me a little bit nervous. So I don't know if they take that into account and adjust their roster accordingly. Um, I don't think we're going to see Kessim here on the playoff roster. You mentioned him. that That's probably not going to happen. We've talked about Jackie Bradley Jr. thousands of times. You know he's going to make the roster just because of his late-game defense. Um, Daniel Vogelbach, I'm, not, I, I'm guessing at this point that Vogelbach and Coles somehow find their way on the roster. Yeah, because you're not, you're going to be able to hold up, you know, you're going to be able to gain a guy by not putting Brett Anderson uh, on the playoff roster. So that opens up a spot for you. You don't need as many starters. You can be a little more flexible, especially in that first round series. So I, I think they add some extra bats in there, at least for the first round.
2: Now, that's that's a little alarming with the Atlanta Braves and their pitching, knowing that they're big breaking ball guys because I know one player that a lot of fans are hoping comes around finally because we saw it a little bit from, what, the first week of August to the first week of September with Christian Yelich getting hot? But Christian Yelich yep. has not hit breaking balls well this year, and I believe he doesn't even have a home run off a of breaking ball at all.
3: Hmm. <laughs> well, then you just saved me, like, 40 minutes of research later on today, because that's the story that I'm working on. So There's I'm, I'm rowdy hoping it's it. accurate, Rowdy. Yeah, because then I don't have to go dig through fan graphs. I just want to yeah, be credited,
0: the, Rowdy Razor.
2: I know, he, I know he doesn't have a home run off a of breaking ball at all this year.
3: Yeah, and, and that's definitely concerning. That, that, is, that is the biggest concern. Like, I think this is going to be the Brewers' toughest matchup. If they were to go to the World Series, this would be the toughest matchup, just because of the way that pitching staff operates. You know, they know what they're going to get against the Dodgers and even though they didn't show it this weekend, um I think they have what it takes to match up against LA. I think they have and they've shown they have what it takes to match up against San Francisco, even the Cardinals. Um but this one makes if I'm a fan, this one makes me nervous just because of the way that 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 team pitches and the way that team puts together offensive innings. Very similar, like I said, to the way the Brewers have done it when they're playing at their best. So, it, it, I think this might be one of the best series of the playoffs. I really do.
2: Yeah, the only good thing that the the Brewers have going for them is the fact that Ronald Acuna obviously tore his ACL back in July. That's the Braves' best player, and,
3: and, it, and it makes it makes what the Braves have done all the more impressive. You know, and, and that's we, we talked about manager of the year earlier. Brian snicker has got to get a nod. I mean, this team didn't even get above five hundred. I think it was August 5th when they finally got above five hundred. Then they had that series against the Brewers in August, they dropped two of three, and I think they won 16 out of 18 after that. They completely rebuilt their outfield at the trade deadline and became, they became a juggernaut. You know, they still had to hold off, all apologies to our friend Ben, they had to hold off the charge there from the Phillies, but, you know, the Braves were kind of written off as dead. They lost Ozuna, they lost uh, Acuna, Albies went down for a while. They lost. Um, I can't remember his name now. They lost one of their top starting pitchers.
2: Uh, you know, Ian that, Ian Anderson.
3: Yeah, they they got hit hard, and, and to be in this position, that's you yeah, know that's a good team. That's a really good team that's playing good baseball.
2: Yeah, and you you talked about retooling their entire outfield due to injuries, and all of them came in like Adam Duvall is just mashing home runs now, and then you look at their infield, and their infield is like the most home runs and RBIs between infielders when you look at Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Elbees, obviously Dansby Swanson, and Austin Riley, who's come out of nowhere and just crushed the baseball.
3: Yeah, that's, that is, again, they are a really good team, top to bottom. They don't have, I mean, they have Will Smith, who's, who's been a great closer. Um, but their bullpen, I don't think, is as strong as Milwaukee's. But they've got they've got a good roster, man. They are they are a tough team, and I think they're overlooked in the National League. Andrew,
0: before I let you go, it was like an old man easing into a warm bath. The Milwaukee Brewers coming into the postseason, uh, not the greatest, right? Uh, I saw on your Twitter account you were doing a little thing about momentum and winning the World Series. Can you give us a little synopsis of that?
3: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, we always hear the Brewers are backing in. You want to be red hot going in there. So I looked up. I took the Dodgers last year out of the equation just because that season was so weird. And the last month was the second half, basically. Um, but the average, the average—it's I think, 17 victories a month over the, last, the previous five World Series winners. Only one of them had a, a, a losing record in that final month. But everyone was like around 17 and 10. Brewers were 14 and 15 or 15 and 14, something like that. They weren't great you know, people want to look at that and say, oh, you're kind of stinking into the postseason. But at the same time, you have teams like the 2007 Rockies that won 21 to 22 games. Uh, they, they won a tiebreaker. They won the wild card. They swept the NLDS. They swept the NLCS. But then they got swept in the World Series. So, you know, you can talk about momentum all you want, but the late, great Earl Weaver of the Orioles set it best. You know, momentum. Stops the next day's starting pitcher, you know, and I, I think these four days that the Brewers had off kind of reset everything anyway. So the gist of it is, don't read too much into to that Brewer schedule down the stretch because I don't want to say they weren't trying, but I think their focus was on resting and 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 just. Resetting and getting ready for the playoffs.
0: And it's about to get super freaky, man. I can't wait for Friday's action. And you're going to be there, and you're going to join us Friday before you go see uh, the Brewers at 337, first pitch at American Family Field. Yes? We'll get you Friday 9 o'clock. You
3: got it, baby. You got it, baby. <laughs> Give me a hell of yeah. Wake and bake with, with Evo. You got it. Hell yeah. Now –
0: my, you you know always speaking my language, ain't you, Andrew? I love it. Hey, Andrew, we love you, man. We'll keep following along by Andrew Wagner, and uh, you're a copy editor. I told her or, or him or whatever to scram. They're bugging me. So let my man breathe. All right. Got it. You're the man. You're the man. See you, brother. There is Andrew Wagner, Forbes.com. Don't forget that Rowdy and I, Friday, the pre pregame, getting you ready for Wisconsin Illinois. We're gonna be out at Church Key Friday from two to six. Coming down, truly unspecial, truly swag to give away. Your chance to win Wisconsin Army tickets and Wisconsin Army private tailgate. Brewer fever stuff. And we're going to be watching the Brewers, Rowdy. 337 p.m. First pitch, NLDS against the Braves.
2: Yeah, and depending on where that score is at, might have to stay for that entire game.
0: Exactly. Let's go to the phones. I'm excited for this one. Pete in Monona. What is up, Pete?
2: Uh, First, I want to start out by being the word police.
0: Please, keep us in check.
5: Oh, you you realize that that I don't know who, who wrote John uh, uh, in, uh famous uh, copy about the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, but you realize that that tundra means permafrost. So you what it's not, it's the frozen frozen. Yes. So I don't know why you you know it's oh, which by the way we're losing because of global warming. Well, we're Pete, I went the, and I went and
0: recycled my uh, Bushlight can the other day, so I single handedly is stopping climate change.
5: Yeah, well, we're 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 lo- we're losing the permafrost. There you know, there isn't going to be a tundra unless it's a truck. Uh secondly, I want to talk about James Bond. I'm going to be a movie expert here. You
0: got it. You want some but, music? I'm going to put a little Bond music under you if that's okay.
5: Yeah, yeah. Uh the 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 first James Bond I saw uh in a movie theater was uh uh from Russia with love. Ooh. Uh 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 Doctor No had already come out, but I missed that and uh, Doctor uh, from Russia with Love was such a big hit that uh, they released both movies into theaters as a double feature.
0: That sounds so awesome. That,
5: that's, also, that's always yeah, been on my, this day, my.
0: On the day in history, Pete, uh, 1962 is when Doctor No came out. On the day in history.
5: Yeah, well, I saw from Russia with Love came out the next year in 1963, and and uh, for a twelve-year-old, it was kind of a dirty movie. Oh yeah, and, and and the books were all dirty too. So I read all the books. Of course, did you
0: have uh, a favorite? Do you have a favorite Bond, Pete? Well,
5: I guess Sean, I, I guess Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's like like your first love. But I also think that uh, even though uh, Eric Lazenby is a crummy actor, uh, Honor's Majesty's Secret Service is a great Bond movie because it's got great stunts in it.
0: Yeah, it's funny going back and watching them because they're all on Prime for a while, and I love Bond. I love the old movies, so I went back and watched them, and my wife was watching them with me. And I'm like, wait till you see these, these acting skills. They do all their own stunts. It's hilarious. <laughs> like the fight
5: scenes are so funny. Well, uh, oh, well, I the, the from Russia with love has the the best villains. There are four of them, and it has this tremendous fight scene between uh, Bond and Red Grant in a small in a uh, small com- compartment in a in a moving uh, uh, train. Are they it's start in Jamaica? Just, it's just terrific.
0: Is from Russia? Are they start in Jamaica and from Russia
5: with love? Are they in Jamaica? No, they, no, that was. uh that that was uh, Doctor No. Okay. Because the, bl- uh, the three blind the three men came in and and uh, they assassinated the yeah, uh, the loves. British agent yeah. in uh, Jamaica. <laughs> and then
4: <laughs> I love it.
5: And then lastly about Urban Crime Meyer. Yeah. He's he's gonna he's gonna quit at uh, 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 Jacksonville. I mean he doesn't you know. I think USA is looking
0: their chops for him.
5: Right, but but everybody is. I mean, he could go back to the to the SEC tomorrow. If I was Tennessee, you know, I'd offer him ten million bucks or or Florida State, so he can get another job. I mean, you know, he's a great recruiter, and he can win when he's got you know yeah, better the re- talent. The
0: recruits just got to watch out for their moms now, you know. No, they but but the
5: moms don't mind. The, I mean, the way that football, the the way that football is so popular in the South, the moms would give it up just to have a good team. Yeah,
0: I think that's what we saw with those videos coming. Out.
5: Yeah, but you know, I mean, I feel sorry for his wife, but yeah. I don't think that's a distraction for for the team because they, you know, they those guys all go out to strip clubs too, yeah. and they're married and have twelve other girlfriends. So I don't think right. they're distracted. They probably say, "Hey, homie," you know. Yeah.
0: Like, hey, money can buy you happiness. Here, love. You know, I'll go out with my little mistresses. Here's, you know, some pocket change to go, uh, go to the Hamptons (laughs) and shop.
5: Yeah, I'm just sorry that this came out in public because his wife probably knows what he's been doing, but now it's, you know, in her face in the public. So I feel sorry for her. But I mean, he's going to go back to college. Do you?
0: uh, Well, I already seconded, but do you third it the D bag nomination this week for Urban Meyer versus Smash Mouth?
5: uh i i don't think what he did is worthy of him being d-bag
0: pete another reason why we're living in a bizarre world you and rowdy agree you and nelly agree yeah. that.
5: no i i don't i mean you know that's wow. between i'm sorry i know really i'm sorry he embarrassed his wife in public but i bet you they ain't the first time and i bet you she knows yeah. so you know man. she stayed with him
0: this is man you and rowdy agree on something again pete you guys aren't too far off from each other you know that
5: yeah, well, you
0: know. If you don't love you, but, man. I,
5: but I I mean that you know, that's what rich men
0: do. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. they do that stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Pete, we'll have Take a day man. see, you, buddy. Yeah. See you, Pete. Man, more evidence that twenty twenty one just gets wilder and wilder outie. You also did not want Urban Meyer up or didn't care, I should say, for D Bag because you said it didn't really matter. You just felt bad for his wife.
2: Yeah, it was kind of the same thing that it was uh if it's fifty-seven year old Urban Meyer that's single, no one has any issue with what the video did. Yeah. It's the only reason why anyone has an issue with it is because he has a wife.
0: Uh let me ask uh young Ben Kenny. Young Benjamin Kenny. Looking, I don't think I've ever seen him wear glasses till today. Young Ben Kenny. Urban Meyer. I mean, he is up, but I'm gonna I'm gonna see it. I'm not trying to get a feel for the vote on Friday. A Smash Mouth is up opposite now of Urban Meyer. Should Urban Meyer be up for D-bag?
4: Yeah? Yeah. He, I mean, he should be up for D-bag every single week since he started coaching football.
0: And you, uh, I think it sounds like you would personally go down to Jacksonville and fire Urban Minor for the Jaguars brass right now. He he decided to not take the team plane back
4: with his now 0-4 team. That's why he's up for D-bag, by the way. Which he is doing a horrible job of coaching.
0: That's why he's up for D-bag, BT Dubs.
4: And this, after he hired an assistant, I, I forget the exact situation, but he hired an assistant that's like a known scumbag, a strength no, and conditioning coach, and then he had to fire him when everyone told him, you can't really give that guy a job. Was it a Ryan, Ryan something?
2: No, you're talking about uh, um, his assistant at Ohio State. Yeah. He's talking about a different assistant oh. with Jacksonville.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, that guy's a scumbag.
4: Well, Urban Meyer, his entire career has just... Like, he's known all this stuff has gone on, and he's just, like, pretending not to know.
0: So how soon till Urban Meyer is back in co- the college ranks? Well, he'll be fired or in the on next the two days. broadcast booth. You really think they're going to fire Urban Meyer?
2: Yeah. Rowdy, do you? If you fire Urban Meyer right now, why'd you even hire him?
4: Well, hiring him, I never agreed with that. But they're 0-4. Like, part of it is also did has shown th- th- any
2: th- th- promise. Did you expect Jacksonville to be, like, 4-0, and though? Like... I no. think everyone expected him to be a bunch of terrible team. Like, I expected them to suck ass. I, did anyone expect Urban Meyer to do well in Jacksonville? No. I, did,
0: I, I expected him to suck ass, not be grabbing ass in the videos. <laughs> but both don't surprise like, me. Like, I don't
2: get why you'd fire him if you, if you, most people didn't expect him to do well. Because at but least most people if you, question the hire when it happened. I don't know why you'd fire him after four years because of a video. For, at, four at weeks. least when you have a bad
4: coach, you want him to not be a big storyline.
0: How about a Meyer? That, that man's a walking storyline.
2: I, the more I think about it, they played the Thursday night game, correct? In Cleveland? They're Cincinnati. Probably, or Cincinnati, but he was in
5: Yeah, he Cleveland, stayed in Ohio. Columbia, yeah. yeah.
2: So he in Ohio. My biggest thing is, I actually don't care that he can't, didn't come back on the team flight. And the reason being, they played on a Thursday. They had extended time off if he gave the and team time there, off. His team was there.
0: And his mistress is there.
2: I, I actually don't have a problem with him actually going and not taking the flight back with the team if they had an extended time so off because they played early. I
0: take it right now you would be voting for Smash Mouth in the d vote. Definitely. <laughs> Smash Mouth versus Urban Meyer. Well, Meier. so would I. Because <laughs> what timeline are we living in? Well, Smash song, Mouth versus Urban Meyer. What's happening?
4: That song from Smash Mouth is my least favorite thing in the world. Don't play it.
0: Your least favorite thing in the world? What about every fraud that has ever well, come from Philly?
2: I uh, it's it's up there. The other thing with Urban Meyer is you can say, yeah, he's been really bad with Jacksonville. Oh, he's a scumbag. Yeah, he, he faked chest pains and health issues to get out of coaching <laughs> things. But also, you have to also say every stop he's ever been at, he's been a good football coach. Whether it's Bowling Green, whether it's Utah college with Alex mean, Smith, college. whether it's yeah, because Florida, he overlooks
0: every piece Ohio of baggage State. from
2: his assistants.
0: Okay.
4: No, he's a successful coach. I just hate him. <laughs> say it. Say, say it. He's and a don't what? think he should have a job in the NFL. Is he a fraud? Like I don't know. I I don't know how far down the road of he's a scumbag. We're gonna I get like, until I we stop like giving him a job. I feel like you should be more
2: upset at Jacksonville, their owner in front office, on how bad their hires are, than than Urban Meyer taking the job. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Because
4: we all knew that yeah, Urban Meyer was
2: going to use this job as Shad a springboard Khan. back into college. At Shad least Khan. that was like the theorized thinking no
4: you're right i'm not as mad at this video as i am him and and the fact that he is an nfl coach so i'm using it to then call for him to get fired
0: so you're using it to your advantage
4: i wouldn't call it my advantage i would say the betterment of sports
0: well you know there's a lot of guys that like to get grinded on you ever been to a strip club ben um Corkin, you ever been to a strip club ben Yes, Regan. Hello. I have. <laughs> so, so sheepish. I have Ben. I'll take you up front row. We'll have you slap. We'll lick a little, lick a little saliva on your forehead. We'll slap a dollar on it. Put you front row. And cinnamon will come down and show you, show you what's what. How's that sound?
4: If Urban gets fired on
0: Wednesday, <laughs> sure. On Wednesday. All right. If Urban and uh, my wife's listening, my wife you will come to. I realize he, he's going to get canned in the next two days. If he does. Can we go to Silk and put you front row with a dollar in your forehead to uh, celebrate?
4: I gotta look at my work schedule.
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe Jade. If you're not a Cinnamon guy, maybe Jade can come on down. Maybe Savannah, Trixie. is
4: for you, Ben. To answer to answer your question, so though, yes, he'll come. I I do think he should be nominated. Okay, so he's up against Smash Mouth.
0: Maybe we'll have the dam- maybe we'll have uh, maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll have uh, let's see I'm trying to think of a name I'm, I'm thinking of like a real healthy stripper. We'll have Cadillac come down to Smash Mouse All Star and give you a Brumski. Rowdy, you want to come? I we're in
2: a different strip club if the name's Cadillac.
0: I'm trying to think of like a like a real T H I C C thick. What's a good thickness name, Rowdy? I swear I met a stripper named Cadillac once, and it was a woman. We'll work on it, Ben. Okay. Well, that's the salespeople here at Midwest Family.